game of life where everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. Welcome to the Game of Life, season two, episode number 10, and I got my brother in the studio today, Jonathan Babika, executive director, the Little Lighthouse Foundation, and a brother that is just close to my heart. Jonathan, welcome to the Game of Life. Gail, thank you so much for having me. One of the things that I, I think about, Jonathan, uh, is how we met. You came here on a, well, not here in this physical place, but our old offices, we were in Little Havana, on a site visit uh, at the time for a private foundation. We stayed in touch. Then, <laughs> at the beautiful Vizcaya Museum and Gardens, I had the pleasure of standing in the middle, officiating a wedding with somebody who looked just like you and a beautiful young lady named Missy. And you all uh, exchanged your vows. I officiated your wedding. And we have just been uh, just, just tight ever since. And I just can't thank you enough for who you are as a husband, as a father. Uh, and not only that, Jonathan, uh, but just your support uh, and your advocacy for mentoring and children. So, brother, thank you. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. It's actually, I'm excited to see you because uh, it's been a little it's while. It's been too long. It's been too long for sure. And uh, wow, we have a little bit of history. Yeah, we do. We do. And, um, you know, I think, that, you know, when you saw Missy last time, uh, she didn't know you were there. And you stood behind her and you said, um, Melissa Babika, <laughs> do you take Jonathan to be your husband? And I remember actually, which is kind of funny, you were speaking to me one time. I think I was in like a dream world you because it's beautiful, world. absolutely gorgeous. And you were trying to get my attention. And I, uh, and you're like, Jonathan, I'm right here. Snap back to me. And that was live, brother. That was just like this show. Yeah. As we think about going through just moments in life that remember you were somewhere else. I said, I okay. And the audience cracked up because I said, okay, take two. Jonathan, do you <laughs> take Missy? I'm like, brother, now's not the time to leave me. Yeah, I was definitely daydreaming a little bit, but uh, here we are. And, you know, I do think about this the first time that I saw you uh, taking a tour, you know, for my family foundation. That's and right. I am executive director of the Little Lighthouse Foundation. Yes which I do full time. And I am in a very fortunate position where I can wear both hats, yes. play both sides of the fields. I can, I can grant and see where those investments are going into our community, as well as be on the ground and serving the children that need the help. So you have a, a very interesting perspective, but before we even dig into a little bit more into what the wonderful work the Little Lighthouse Foundation is doing and the great things you're doing in our community, I want to just hear about your personal story. Now, for those, I want all our listeners, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the social media platforms as well, Jonathan. What's your personal story, brother? All right. Well, first and foremost, I think uh, if you know me, if you kind of seen me in action, my daughter, Layla, who's going to be five in May, my son, Prentice, who's 15 months, and uh, my, my ride or die, Missy Babika, yes. are everything everything to me. In fact, it's interesting because I think about you and I sitting down. You married my wife and myself. We sat down in my apartment. Yes, we did. On 15th and Bay, aka Flamingo, which I don't <laughs> typically publicly admit, but yes, that's where we were. You came there and uh, we were just going over, um, you know, who to love in your life. Yes. Um, you know, not to get too much into this spectrum, but you said put God first. Yes. 
that's where I am in this stage of my life. You know, I'm very blessed to, to be aware of that. And I put God first. My family is just everything to me. And I used your line when I interviewed for the Little Lighthouse Foundation. Well, see, I don't remember getting any I royalty s- checks. Back <laughs> you, you gotta let me- <laughs> you, you've helped me here and there throughout the course of my career wow. when I'm like, uh, waving a flag here, guys. You know, it's family time, okay? This is this is what importance to me. When you interviewed, I believe, for uh, a position wherever you are because you're, you know, the top dog right now. At whatever stage it was, you said to, to the team interviewing, you know, my family comes first. Yes. I, I've used that. That was the first thing I said. The CFO, who, interestingly enough, is a mentor to me, which I'm going to touch upon. Yes. The CFO... He's our kind of like uh, he's our he's our nonprofit guru. Okay. He's like, I'm so happy you said that. These these guys, the board of directors, they don't have you know kids of their own, and sometimes they just don't get it, and that's helped a lot. So anyway, my personal story mm. is you know I, I I have a lot of faith. My my family comes first. You know, I've my mom and dad are amazing people, and yes. obviously my nuclear family is like everything to me. Um, it's philanthropy, fitness, faith, family, those Fs. Oh, man, all the right Fs, too. The right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my French. Yes, that's exactly it. Um, but my story is born and raised in northern New Jersey, mm-hmm. hence my love and appreciation <clears throat> for hip-hop in the intro. Yeah, no and doubt. I, as you know, I uh, we got married, and uh, Missy and I walked out during our rehearsal to uh, Jay-Z's public service announcement. That's exactly right. You know, so like that's that's kind of you know, it's it's a part of me. Um, and I grew up in northern New Jersey, went to the University of Pittsburgh, where Missy is originally from, those that area. So in 2002, after graduating from the University of Pittsburgh, I came down here to South Beach with the intention of partying a little bit more than I had in college. I mean, I wanted a sunny place, you know, with beautiful people. Uh, I was in communications. I landed a job in advertising. Okay. Um, but, you know, really, it was just like South Beach was uh, it had that allure that I really wanted. Missy would come down and visit a mutual friend, and we'd go out and party and have a great time down here and just balancing, you know, that work and going out lifestyle for a long time. Um, and I got into the beauty industry. Okay. I started uh, selling hair products. That's right. And I had a distribution company. It was like styling tools, hair extensions, shampoos, conditioners, like a, a, a full-fledged line. And Missy came into the <clears throat> equation, was bouncing around from all different salons. It's so transient down here. You know, she couldn't find a stable clientele. Right. And somebody said to me, why don't you guys open up a hair salon? And I kind of was like, can I do that? I guess I can, right? Every other people do it. Like Missy's a master hairstylist. I I do marketing. I can run the business. And right. so we opened up Primp Salon and Hair Extensions. Mm-hmm. And that was in the heart of South Beach. And if you remember, I remember going to the salon. And we collaborated on one of our anniversary parties. We sure did. At the Marlin Hotel in South Beach. It was a carnival themed and we did Big Brothers Big Sisters and we highlighted like the mentorship. That's right. Yeah. So from there when uh, I was doing the hair salon I did a lot of work and events. I put my stylist through so much, so many like sponsorship opportunities because I wanted them to do Make-A-Wish Kids. I wanted them to do heart disease survivors from yes. um, American Heart Association and so on and so forth. And we did, but I, and I, I kind of found my calling 
in events and marketing for these charities that didn't have a marketing campaign right. or a voice. Right. But you and, gave them a voice. Yeah. I gave them a voice and um, an opportunity to target a demographic of people that were going out in Miami Beach. Yes. That, you know, were very generous when it came to buying drinks, but where is this money going and how is it benefiting like our community? So I put together these Party for a Purpose events and a lot of uh, marketing strategies and social media campaigns for different nonprofits. Right. So I opened up Mom Organization. Yes. And I had that running for a little bit. And um, that's where, you know, I really like found my calling, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, as you, you know, you're, you're the head, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of the Greater Miami. And you and I have discussed, there's really nothing we would rather do. It's in, it's priceless. No doubt about it. You don't have to, when you think about just giving back, Jonathan, and everything you've done with your marketing acumen and communications, but it goes back to the way you were raised, helping out and working with folks who, like you said, don't may, 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 may not have that voice, but you have given a platform. Now, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, you know, a solid brand nationally and locally, but partnering with folks like you and being able to just tell the story of these kids and let them be exposed to so many different things and cultures here in beautiful South Florida, uh, Miami in particular, uh, that's a powerful thing, and mentoring is powerful. So when I think about mentors, and this is a mentoring podcast, we've learned a little bit about your personal story. From New Jersey to South Beach, here we are. But who mentored you, Jonathan? Because obviously your heart is in the right place. You care about people. But I want people to understand and listen to this podcast. Every one of us needed somebody in their life that said, hey, Jonathan, you can make it. Jonathan, here's what I want you to do. Tell us, I mean, you probably have a number of mentors, but for the benefit of time, to who mentored you, if you will? A singular person that comes to mind as you think about giving back. Definitely my dad. Oh, yeah. And I met him. He's no doubt. He is. Uh, he's my hero. He is the smartest person I've ever met. But he's so humble about it. Yes. He is like he's got Google in his brain. You know, he uh, he went to the he went to Princeton and he was a, a running back for the first two years starting running back. And even that he was very, you know, modest about. Um, and he came from a meager upbringing uh, at the age of one and a half, came from Prague, Czechoslovakia mm. at the time, now Czech Republic, during the communist invasion, and grew up penniless and um, just studied hard, played football, went to, the, uh, went to Princeton, and, um, you know, he was, he was successful. And the mentorship that I got from him was throughout the course of my life, but it's probably the strongest now, ironically, hmm. because I I hold him so close and you know every, every all the values that he instilled upon me uh, along the way. Uh, one of the greatest things is that he's the best dad ever. I mean, nurturing. You know, that Prentice, my baby boy, has never felt so much love. And from a man, yes, you know, like I yes. think it's so important. I'm so close to this boy. And uh, I get that from my dad because he was always he was always there for me, you know. <clears throat> Emotional support, 
you know, physical support. Just he was there for me. Yes. And my mom, you know, second to none. But it, it is it's it's great, especially this day and age. I think to have a very positive male role model. It cer- it certainly is. And I, I think we obviously know that that's where Big Brothers Big Sisters comes in because they can provide somebody, not my dad. Nobody's gonna <laughs> nobody's gonna be my dad. But that's all right. You know, somebody who who's gonna be there to help out and guide. Yes. So, you know, that's really, uh, he's really the one that's come to mind. And it, it's always been, he's never been too pushy with me. Sometimes I actually wish he was a little bit more, you know? He's like, especially when it comes to golf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the worst golf player. I can play tennis. But he just let you do your thing. But he's just like, oh, yeah, I can understand. It's frustrating. I'm like, yeah, but that, I should be really good by now. The ball doesn't go in the water, Jonathan. <laughs> but then with, with that in mind, there's so many kids. Um, we're sitting here, two dads. How cool is that? Amazing. Two dads. When we first met, I was a dad. You weren't. But to sit here and think about, and so I didn't grow up with my dad. A single mom raised two boys on her own. So the fire that burns inside of me is I want to be the dad of the year every single year uh, because of what I did not have. So to sit here with you as a friend, as a supporter, as another organizational leader, as a philanthropist, but to focus in on the core values that we learned of just being family first, taking care of those who bear our names and our family legacy. Jonathan, that's priceless, brother. That is absolutely priceless. And so with that in mind, as you think about giving back, and a shout-out to your dad as well. Make sure he gets a copy of this podcast. He will. Because he has such a presence, even at the wedding, as I think back, his presence and this, this, his warmth, just such a caring man. And I don't know if I even told you this, but after the wedding, he sent a little donation uh, to Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Didn't ask him for it, but it's just a special, special guy. So shout out. What's your dad's name? Yarmir Babica. So, <laughs> That's his check name. It was Yarmir Franciscat Babichka. Okay, so shout out right? to your dad because I can't do all that, brother. That's just too but much But then when he came over, it was Jerry Frank Babica. But now- so shout out to Jerry Frank. I can do that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I like that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, he would never tell you, but oh, okay. we'll call him. We'll call him Jerry. Jerry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, don't get me in trouble. I'm trying to commend your dad, <laughs> who's certainly worthy. Yeah, no, and another beautiful thing is he's got a great sense of humor, yes, which he has does. been passed directly down to me. Yes, there's no doubt. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. Jonathan, you serve as executive director of Little Lighthouse Foundation. Now we've collaborated on a number of events. Tell us about the Little Lighthouse Foundation and what you all do. So the Little Lighthouse Foundation is a 501c3 registered nonprofit organization. We are a volunteer organization. We create volunteer opportunities for volunteers to work at our programs that we've created with underserved children and their families. So we have a variety of programs, on average about five to eight programs per week Okay, that you can do different things with underserved children at our partner facilities. Our partner facilities are homeless shelters, youth centers, children's hospitals, and you specifically are aware of all of them. Yes. Um, But we're the one-stop shop. If you want to come volunteer with underserved children, the Little Lighthouse Foundation is that volunteer organization to coordinate all of that. So at the Chapman Partnership for the Homeless, we have three programs that we created each week. Move and Groove, Activity Hour, Story Hour. They're self-explanatory. Right. We have at the Ronald McDonald House Charity, we have Adopt a Meal. It's a cooking program. We have um, Mindful Hour, which is yoga. Fit Club. 
fitness, of course, uh, with the with the teens from Miami Bridge. And the list goes on. Our Adopt-A-Floor program is hugely popular. Nicholas Children's Hospital, Holtz Children's Hospital, Jackson Pediatric Center. And we do um, a ton of corporate volunteering, you know. A lot of times it gets like a little strenuous and frustrating when dealing, you know, I, I, not to say that these partner facilities aren't like organized, but it's hard, you know, it they is. have a job to do. We right. are the job. Right. We are doing that. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a fluid. We're, we're a conduit. We're a fluid. We make it happen. We have a great relationship with all of our partner facilities and companies like Hasbro or Northern Trust or even Apple just recently mm-hmm. volunteered with us. You know, they come to us and we create. Uh, their experience for wow. them. And as you know, because uh, you've gone to the children's Halloween party before, yes, uh, we do these specialty programs throughout the course of a year too. So the children's Halloween party in October, the holiday toy distribution in uh, mid-December, we have our back to school drive, our new birthday of service, um, and Christmas in July. Incredible. Those are where we bust out like a thousand kids from all of our partner facilities. Uh, and we serve them uh, in one place. And you have an event coming up uh, as well uh, this month, in the month of March. We do. In Talk order, to us. In order to make all of this happen, yes. in, you know, it is necessary that we fundraise. You know, Each one of our programs has a budget associated to it. You know, whether it's Fit Club and we're, used, we're at Fitbox Method in Edgewater, you know, we have to make sure that we have all the, all the equipment necessary for these kids to box. Right. You know, everything from the wrap, wrap to the boxing gloves. Craft night at the Lotus House Women's Shelter. You know, we, our chapter leaders, shout out to our chapter leaders, there you like go. the heart and soul of our organization. These are the volunteer program coordinators on site at each one of our programs, holding it down, helping us recruit okay. and conducting the experience for everybody on site. It's beautiful. So as I said, yeah, craft night, uh, you know, arts and crafts, they get very imaginative and creative. So they, they bring in a lot of like really cool stuff for the kids to do. Um, fundraising is so key to make sure that all of these magical experiences happening happen. So uh, on March 23rd, we'll have our 10th annual Hearts and Stars Gala. It's actually a weekend. It's nuts. We're, we're in the thick of it right now. Shout out to Priscilla Roman, program director at Little Lighthouse Foundation and our interns. But Priscilla is uh, beyond words in terms of uh, this organization, the Little Lighthouse Foundation, keeping it running. She is uh, wise beyond her years and so competent and skillful, and she inspires me every day. Uh, she's also in the back room, so I'm just like totally trying to like make sure that we do extra good for now her. You get, a, you get a free ride. <laughs> it's all right. Shout out to Priscilla for all the, that all you do. Yes. Thursday, mm-hmm. March 21st through Saturday, March 23rd, is the Hearts and Stars Gala weekend. Okay. Culmination is the gala okay. in the heart of Miami Design District. It's called Jungle <laughs> Plaza. Yes. And uh, that's where we'll create this vintage Vegas uh, theme. And uh, Nelly's going to perform. And, you know, it's like a pop-up nightclub. It's really such a contagious environment for energy. Beautiful crowd. You know, the who's who of Miami. It's really, really spectacular. I consider it the best event in Miami. Well, there's some other nice events in Miami, but this is a good one. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to fight, brother, over that. But, no, that's excellent. The work you do with the kids in the various places. Uh, And speaking of places, uh, as I think about the Carnival Center for Excellence, you were here. The last time you were here, and you talk about being too long, Jonathan, 
was our ribbon cutting. You were sitting there in the front row with me, and we took a little video afterwards and all that. We went walked around. There was a lot of dust because we were in the process of renovating this place. 46,000 square feet. Carnival Center for Excellence. I always shout out to all of our key partners. Uh, one, you know, Carnival Cruise Lines and Carnival Corporation for what they're doing for us to give us the space. But we've now broken down our programming into five key areas. Music and the arts, workforce development, academic enrichment, digital literacy, and health and wellness. Now, I've, I've been peeking on LinkedIn, and I see you lifting your kids up. I hope your kids are okay. Your kids are like are part of your exercise. So you better make sure my, my niece and nephew are all right at all times. So safety's, child safety is a key. But before you say anything, <laughs> you do such a, you're so focused on taking care of your body, you and Missy, and I commend you for that. Tell us about what you're doing in health and wellness space, in addition to all the things you're doing in Miami. What, what's going on with you in health and wellness, Jonathan? First and foremost, uh, my wife is one hot mama. After <laughs> This is a family program, so just take it easy. Now, okay. Brother. All right, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Your wife, yes, yeah, she's. She, she, my wife is looking physically fit, Gail. Very good. Um, she looks great after two kids. You know, she's really. Um, it's a lot of vegetables she's eating. You know, that was really like the transition. You know, I'm pro and, veggie, and, and she's a mentor to our kids and everybody yes. around us. The way that she's really just advocating her healthy lifestyle and and just being it. You know, and people are very impressed. Um, my kids are always safe when I'm lifting them. I'm surprised I haven't gotten more brushback from that, you know? But I think, you know, the positions that, like, I kind of, like, curl them in or whatever. Yeah, I've seen them all. Um, they're pretty safe. And, uh, you know, as they get bigger, I get stronger. And it, it really I like that. It really works out. But, you know, I've incorporated a lot of different uh, things. There's this new thing called Animal Flow that I can do on the beach. Uh, I take a Bob double jogger stroller and run from my house to the beach with both of them in it and two 25-pound dumbbells on most occasions. And I have, like, resistance bands and a workout ladder in there. And we have fun, you know? I love getting out there because it's, like, it's a very spiritual experience to be yes. by those rocks on the oh, beach. Yeah. Getting those kids out there, especially now in this day and age, oh, man, iPads are crazy. Uh, and, you know, we limit it as much as possible, but you also got to fill that void. Yes. So, you know, we're gardening. We have a plot um, in Miami Beach, a little plot where okay. we've just started gardening. Okay. And I take them there before actually we go to the beach. And um, I still have to look out for myself. So I make sure I get an intense workout on the beach. They're just so acclimated because they've been there since they've been little. You're planting a seed early in their life. So fitness is just part of their DNA. Yeah. Period. With, true. The, with that in mind, Jonathan, we always do a project together. Every year we've done something. I think our next project, and we're, here we are on the game of life where everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. If you want to sign up to be a mentor, sign up to volunteer, do something to help our community, 305-644-0066. Even if you say, you know what, I like that guy, Jonathan. I want to volunteer at Little Lighthouse Foundation. I want to be a big brother, big sister. You're calling the right place, 305-644-0066. But, Jonathan, our next project, we're going to strategize for the next few minutes yeah. right on the air. So Health and wellness. I'm thinking we got to do something. You'd use the term partner facility. Well, we got space. We partner. We're brothers in warfare going at helping these kids overcome all kind of obstacles. I think our next project needs to be within the health and wellness space. What do you think? I absolutely love it. I think I think it's twofold too. 
I mean, I don't know how many times you've heard, you know, uh, a, a kid from the area yes. hasn't been to the beach. Yes. Right? Yes. So I think really bringing them out to the beach, you know, to experience it and do, you know, do fitness out there. I like that. Um, I also, you know, one of my uh, big time things is I do Barry's Boot Camp about three days a week. Okay. It is like the, one of the best workouts in the world besides Babichka, which I call my beach fitness. No doubt. But I it's, was waiting for you to put that in there. That's good. <laughs> Babichka. Right. And, um, you know, fitness trainers like that at Barry's Boot Camp are all over. There's so many great fit, fitness instructors, you know. Let's get them out to the beach. Good. Let's get them out there so that the kids can be out there, obviously realizing that they don't need really any tools in this beautiful city that we live True. right on the beach. You know, I do all the stuff that I need to just, you know, body weight. You know, we can bring resistance bands out there certain things. But I think getting them excited, being like in this beautiful surroundings, you know, feeling it, feeling like that energy that comes, you know, it's just like it's like a force out there. I like that. And having fun while doing it is great. I know that they're going to get hot and sandy. Well, that's part of being on the beach. Yeah. But what, let's do twofold. The beach workout, but I want some health education, nutrition. I want to leverage some of the things we're doing here in our building with some cooking, some nutrition. And so the beach becomes a lab. You know, the lab that, <laughs> that's been provided for us, obviously. So I think we got something we can build on right there, brother. I think so too. Big fitness, Babichka, the whole everything all wrapped into one. Yeah, Beach Lab. Beach Lab. I like I love that. It. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I'm so happy that you said that too, because I kind of take it for granted. For some reason, my lifestyle is very clean. Um, yes. I don't drink. I eat really well. You know, I'm just like, I'm programmed every day. Uh, on the weekends, I've had two kids' birthday parties this past weekend, so I ate a lot of cake. All but right. for you'll, the most part, you'll work it I, I'm, uh, Yeah, I'll work it off. I'm eating clean and I have like things, you know, that are like simple, you know, ideas for the kids that they can uh, intricate. But think about this. Back to your values, back to your mentor, your dad and others along the way. There are kids who we serve well over 80 percent of the kids we serve here at Big Brothers because this is at or below the poverty level. In order to eat clean, the things they should eat aren't, in some cases, sadly, the most accessible or, from an economic standpoint, something they can afford. So when you think about living right, feeling good, and not having the education and or just having it as part of their lifestyle, we have an obligation, Jonathan. I'm putting you on the spot, brother, because I know you can handle it. We have an obligation to help these kids see a way to eat, live, exercise, and if you're feeling good, then you can do some great things for other people. You all in, brother? I'm all in. So with that in mind, Jonathan, your role as a community leader, philanthropist, husband, I love this part, husband, father, just a good friend. I got one more question for you, brother. When you think about mentoring, you know, health and wellness, mentoring the whole nine yards, just feeling good and doing good for people. Why is it so important that people that are listening to this podcast that will listen to it on all the various channels? Why is it important that we continue to promote mentoring and support mentoring, Jonathan? I have been privileged to have a mentor, and I know how beneficial and important it is. And uh, if you're listening out there and you've had a mentor before, then then you know what I'm talking about if you think about it. So don't take it for granted yes and if you haven't had a mentor i mean 
equally, obviously, probably more important, you know that you need someone in your life that's a positive influence. So, you know, I'm here, um, you know, when I was a teen, I went, I had some struggles and I was like a little wild, um, but I was able to like hone it all in uh, and bring it back because I still had principles, you know, that is, have carried a lifetime and I still had someone to hold me accountable. There you go. My mom and dad, you know, never left me throughout my wild streaks, you know. They've always held me accountable for my actions and had expectations. And that's what you need in order to be successful Powerful. in life. Yeah. Powerful. A mentor is a trusted friend and counsel. A mentor is somebody that holds you accountable. A mentor is somebody you don't want to let down. Jonathan Babika, my man. Thank you, Gail Nelson. I love you. Thank you. Love you too, brother. And thank you for being on this show. Thank you for doing what you're doing. It's been too long, but I'm glad we were able to connect again. And at the end of the day, folks, uh, we all can do something. The cost of doing nothing is just far too high. So keep your head up. Time to go. Hey, this is Gail Nelson, president and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of The Game of Life. 